Welcome back to the Made to Homeschool podcast. My name is Brandon, and my wife and I are the founders of Made to Homeschool. In today's episode, I got the chance to sit down and chat with Kristen from Pearls and Oak. She's another one of our contributors over at Made to Homeschool, and she's a first-generation homeschooler to one seven-year-old daughter. Being a first-generation stay-at-home homeschool mom to one child has given their family its own share of challenges, and we did get a chance to talk about that today in our conversation, but she says she's enjoyed learning to love where God has placed her and how he's using her in this season. In this episode, especially if you're watching on video, you'll be able to tell that at one point things got pretty emotional for her, and what I loved hearing was the value that she'd taken away from her being a part of this community that she helps us lead. No. If you haven't experienced that yet, if you don't know what that's all about, we have a free seven-day trial of our premium plan. I would encourage you, go over to madetohomeschool.com and see for yourself what this whole thing's about. Check out some of the live chats. I think that's where a lot of the gold is. I know you won't regret it, and I look forward to seeing you there. Now let's get into our conversation with Kristen. Kristen, thank you so much for making time for this today. I've been looking forward to the conversation, and we're going to get into some deeper things about you and your family and what makes your homeschool situation unique, but I would love if you would just start us out with kind of how you guys arrived at homeschool being the right choice for you and your family. Sure. Yeah, so we we definitely didn't anticipate homeschooling as I think most families. Um, I originally was uh, working from home till my daughter was around five or six months, the company said, hey, uh, we actually need you to come back to the office. And it's about an hour and 15 minutes from my house. So my husband and I just over the weekend made the decision. It wasn't worth it for me to return back to work. Um, And so we were just winging it until uh, it was time for our daughter to go to school. Uh, And then we would just We were just going to kind of see where the Lord led us, uh, which then turned into the Lord leading us to homeschool. I will never forget uh, the first person who really ever kind of talked to me about homeschooling or mentioned it to me uh, was actually one of my husband's cousins who has now become a very, very dear friend of mine. And she was trying to... uh, convince me, I guess you could say. Um, But she was just kind of uh, encouraging me in homeschooling and saying, uh, she said, you've taught her how to walk. You've taught her how to eat. You've taught her everything she knows this far. Who says you have to stop teaching her? You know, and you you're able to teach her to read and math and and all of that stuff. And so uh, that was kind of the very first light bulb moment. And then it was a series of events from there. And eventually I just, you know, I said, obviously God is is laying this down in front of me. He's making it very, very clear. Uh, and so we're just going to try it and see what happens. And how old was your daughter? Because she's, is she seven or eight now? She's seven. She's seven. And yeah. how old was she when you guys were kind of processing this decision? Was this like preschool age? Was it kindergarten? Yeah, preschool. We, I, she was around three, and I, I was starting to get this itch of I probably need to go back to work, and I was just feeling this tug of I don't want to, I don't want to go to work, but 
I also don't want to stay home, which I think is a very real struggle for moms at times. Um, I grew up in a family environment uh, that was very much, uh, I, I was raised with a single single mom. And so it was very much, you know, independent woman driven. And so it was kind of a battle between the two. Uh, and my husband very much encouraged me that, you know, I, I could be home. He would make sure that things were taken care of so that I could be home. Uh, and that was his preference. Um, but obviously he would have done, you know, kind of whatever it was that, that I thought was the best choice. Um, but yeah, it was around preschool. We, I had made a couple of appointments with a daycare or, you know, kind of some preschools in our area and just walking around them. I, that was the eye opener. I was like, I cannot do this. Uh, I, I just can't do it. So that's when I really made the commitment of, I don't know what this looks like. I have no idea what I'm doing, but we're just going to go for it. That's awesome. I know that, you know, you, we've talked before about how, you know, you've gotten only at home and I, I want to ask more questions about that, but I'm curious, mm -hmm. one of the things I don't think we've discussed a lot is, and I find there's a lot of really interesting diversity in how people decide on this, kind of what your educational approach is. I don't, I don't know anybody who does like a pure anything uh, as far as like their <laughs> homeschool style. They're all, they'll be like, oh, I'm Charlotte Mason, but they're eclectic. Like, oh, I'm classical, but you're kind of eclectic. Everybody's mixed up. Everybody's got a mix of things they do. How is that different with an only, you know, maybe I'll get to that, but first, how'd you get to, what is your educational approach and how'd you arrive at that decision? Uh, well, here's the thing. I don't really know what our approach is um, because I we just learn uh and so as i as i have gotten um, more into homeschooling and i've watched more videos and things uh it would appear as though we are more of an interest-led learning uh and unit studies are super heavy we love those uh and eclectic uh, honestly i think everyone is a little bit eclectic and they kind of lean maybe a little more towards those you know the other types of homeschooling approaches but um my thought for my daughter was especially at her younger age what do you want to learn about and then let's make that fun and let's just learn about that because she's so young now that everything is is cool and everything is exciting. So let's just go based off of what she feels like right now. And we're just, we're going to stay there again, because I don't really know what I'm doing. And so as long as it's cool for her, it works for me. And that's, that's kind of how we uh, approach it at this point. So we are going to have both of our kids home very soon. But before our son comes home after the Christmas break to homeschool. I'll have my daughter. She is four, mm -hmm. Kristen. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so what, <laughs> like, I've got a four-year-old. Now she's in like this junior kindergarten program. So she's in the middle of learning to read. Like she's learning. Um, uh -huh. So we're going to keep that up. We got a book. I think you were part of that conversation maybe at some point. Yeah. But like, tell me about your process, like in that stage for Tinsley, like teaching her to read. What was that like for you? What, what do I need to know? What should I, be, what am I doing, Kristen? Help me. You are, you're going to do the same thing you've been doing. You're just going to do it a lot more okay. and a lot, of, a, a lot more often. 
And really, I think, so I've not had the experience of taking a child from a school environment and bringing her home, right? My daughter has always been home. However, I have been through those seasons, right? And so my biggest encouragement to you is spend time being home and getting to know her. What is what is she really like as a student? What does she really want to learn? What does does she prefer to learn to read on the couch? Does she want to sit in the dining room? Um, what does scheduling look like? Where can you fit in the time to sit with her to learn to read for 10 minutes? Does that work better in the morning while you're, you know, drinking coffee, kind of getting the day started? Is it better at lunchtime when everyone's already at the table? Really spend more time on figuring out the dynamics of your home versus the the actual skill of reading. That that will come with time. Obviously, you you know, you got, she's in it now. So you want to make sure that you're kind of keeping up with that, but don't stress it so much um, because it's going to be a big adjustment for everyone and be prepared for the things that happen when a child requires adjustment. So all of, all the things that can happen, right? So we, we may have attitude things that happen. We may have, uh, you know, um, different, she's, she's going to be needing to eat at different times or not needing to eat, or now she's home. So she wants more snacks. I have to feed her so like all of those. Well, you do. Okay. Yes. Um, so yeah, just those five family dynamics, I would say would be your main focus first, just be home and figure out how to be home all day with your kids. Yeah. Um, I just realized for those who can't see who are just listening, that was a joke. I, I do in fact plan on feeding my daughter. Um, you know, I love one of the things that you hit on there, Kristen, is just getting to know how she is as a student. I'm like, well, I know my daughter. We spent, but I don't know how she is as a student. And that's so interesting. And for a little while, I'll just have her. Right. Right. Um, and it's not just me. Like my wife will be home soon because she's about to give birth to our third child. Whenever that happens sometime in the next couple of weeks, um, we've got a lot going on, but you know, it's kind of it's going to be a little different, right? I've never I've never taught a child by themselves, and I do think about the fact for at least a couple months or at least several weeks, um, I'll just have her. Like her brother's not going to be home yet, and what will that be like for her? Well, that's your reality, right? That's your everyday. You've got your daughter at home with you. You're her only teacher. She's your only student. Have you found that in the homeschool world, is that something that was? You felt well-resourced to step into? Was that something you had a hard time finding folks who could relate or who you could learn from? How's that been for you? Um, I, I think there, there are few of us, um, but we are out there. Actually, the, the very first uh, two people that I ever found on YouTube were Jen and were Ashley. And so it's really amazing that we all have come together at Made to Homeschool, um, but they were a really big encouragement to me just to see that someone who is homeschooling and only, and and they are seasons ahead of where I am. And so it was just really nice to be able to see someone, you know, in a similar situation um, saying like, we do it too. You know, you homeschooling doesn't always have to be for large families. And it's going to look different. There are differences between an only child homeschool and a multiples homeschool, but a lot of the things are the same. Really, it comes down to each individual child. I just happen to have one of them. 
Whereas, you know, those that have multiples, they've got three, four, five kids that they're still trying to get that individualized learning. So there are there are differences and there are challenges among both options. But I just it was one of those things. Once I made the decision, I was committed. I knew that's where the Lord had me. And so we were just going to figure it out, whatever that looked like. And so you felt like God was in the thing. Uh, you know, that leads to another thing I'm curious about. How do you, and I don't know if this is different as a parent of an only homeschooler or not, but how do you incorporate your faith into your homeschool rhythm? What does that look like for you guys? Oh, man, it's everywhere, really. And I can't say that we, there's one particular thing, because I very much believe that it's how you live your life. Um, and so incorporating our children into that, um, some practical things that we do, my daughter does have a Bible curriculum that she does on her own. So and she does that in the morning. And then I also have my own personal Bible time. And so we're doing our personal Bible studies at the same time. So she's seeing that reflected in mom, which I think is very valuable. You know, there have also been times where mom needs a minute. You know, you just, you have those moments where mom needs a minute. And so I will out loud, I will tell her, mom needs a minute. I'm going to go into my room and I'm going to pray for a few minutes and I'm going to cool down and I'll be back. And I encourage her to do the same thing if necessary, you know, depending on what the situation is. Just, I want her to know that it's, it's not a right before bed, right before eat. You know, God is very much in all parts of our lives Obviously, our curriculum has, you know, has things, Bible and, and verses and things like that in it. Um, but I just try and tr really live it out in our home. Kristen, can I ask which uh, Bible curriculum you're using? Um, it's called More Than Words. Okay. And it's by Rebecca Spooner. Um, we, I think I got it. Where did I get it from? Um, maybe on Masterbooks is, is where I ordered it from. You can get it a couple different places. Cool. You know, I also love that you, you talked about just her getting to see your example of, you know, you doing it. It's so funny. I think, you know, the, the, the statement that more is caught than taught, I think is so true. Like our kids watch us and they're learning not more from what we're doing than what we're saying we should be doing. Uh, right. I think that's really huge. You've been doing it for how long now? How many years? Well, I knew you were going to ask me this. I should have prepared my answer. So. No. We just finished, we just finished year three. Friday just finished, like just a couple of days ago. Okay. <laughs> so you've been doing it for three years. There's a reason I asked. That's a few years of experience. In those three years, mm -hmm. what has been for you your greatest hurdle in the homeschooling journal journey? Oh man, greatest hurdle? Building a relationship. Because I think that so often we whether your child is is public schooled or homeschooled or or whatever that dynamic looks like there's so much pressure put on actual education the sitting down and the doing of the books and the paperwork and and the reading and all of that stuff that we often miss the building of the relationship and i hear people say that but but i don't often hear people tell me how to do that right? How do I build that relationship? If you take, uh, um, you know, someone who has graduated their three children and say, yes, we have fantastic relationships. 
okay, but what did you do when they were six and seven that helped create those? And I've gotten a little bit of those from me to homeschool. Anna has really helped me a lot with that. Um, love her for it. But it's really that, like building the relationship. I want to, you know, I can look in the future and I can see my daughter and I doing this fun thing together or every year we do these things. And so just trying to keep those things in mind and build a a friendship with her that's also still very much a parent-child relationship because I think there's got, there has to be that good balance, right? You can't be too much of a friend that you're not a parent and, and vice versa. So that's yes. been the hardest part. <laughs> well, and I will interject here. I think, you know, when we got to visit and get to meet your family and hang out with you guys for a little bit, I was, I've told you this already, but I was so thoroughly impressed by your little girl. She was super like this is this is the only word i can think of adroit like she was very good at just talking to new people she wasn't weird about it and so many at seven how many kids are just super awkward around new people she wasn't and she wasn't like uh scary and tense either she was just like hi i'm tinsley and she had she welcomed our kids and she was super kind and respectful and so whatever you're doing Kristen, i just want to say it's working and it's obvious and i just want to commend you as a parent like, great job, because I, I mean, from what we saw, she's just a tremendous young lady, and I, that's awesome. Um, can I get, give you a few more rapid-fire ones before we wrap up? Is that okay? Yes, and thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I mean it. I, she, she was great. Um, my wife and I both felt the same way. Uh, plus, she wrote me a note, which is super cute, and I, I love that. Oh, that cool. she did. The yes. picture. Yes, it was yeah. super cute. And they, they love and made to homeschool. And I will come back to made to homeschool in a second here because we do have some questions about that. Okay. But next one, though, is going to be you know, we talked about the biggest hurdle. What about on the positive side in those three years of homeschooling? What has been your greatest unexpected blessing? Doing life together, doing hard things uh, and really walking alongside my daughter uh, and guiding her through a lot of those things and really the growth in me as a wife and as a mother. I, like I said, I came from, you know, my mom was a single mom. And so I just didn't have the, uh, I didn't have the role model in the sense of, you know, uh, a wife and a mom at home or anything like that. And so it's really been, I've had to really figure it out on my own. Now my mother is great, right? Love her. She's phenomenal. But like, she just doesn't understand some of the things uh, you know, that I go through as a stay-at-home homeschool mom because she doesn't know what that's like. And so um, really my growth and and being able to facilitate what I hope is a peaceful and uh, enjoyable home for my family. You know, it's funny, and I wondered if this was going to happen. I asked you about the hurdle, <laughs> and you're like, building the relationship. I asked you about the blessing, and you're like, the relationship. Like, it's really, that's interesting to me. And I, you know, so often the things that are the best in our lives are the things we have to work at the hardest. And for sure. Right. So you, you've worked a lot on that and it's and it seems great. And I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, OK, I will shift a little bit to made to homeschool stuff real quick. Um, okay. I'm just curious and I've started asking this to all, when we have a contributor on what has been the thing that you have loved to see the most. Like what is one thing you saw I made to homeschool? that's been your favorite thing you've seen so far or that you've experienced? That's a hard one. 
like within the actual community like in the community an interaction or something that you went yeah okay i'm in the right place well obviously a couple of months ago <clears throat> our family went through a really hard thing and the way that the community of Maple Homeschool just they just loved us I got, we got cards and we got flowers and I got plants and just uh, so many things, you know, and I felt so covered in prayer that it, for the first time in my life, I legitimately had people coming up to me and saying, I don't, I don't know how you're okay. And I didn't know how I was okay either, other than God just gave us peace and he gave us grace and we just... We felt well-loved and well-taken care of. And a lot of that came from Made to Homeschool. And that's mm. what solidified for me. These are the people that I want in my corner. Because if I could go through and my family could go through what we went through, and I've only known these people for a couple of months, and it was with the snap of the fingers, they were like, okay, what can we do? How can we love you? How can we make you feel better? Um, and just covered me in prayer. Wow. Thank you. Kristen, I, I'm, I'm going to take a second. That was, I'm so glad. Uh, just personally, um, before we launched the thing, one of my greatest hopes for it was that it would be a place that people treated each other like the body of Christ should be. Um, and Jesus said, people will know you as my disciples by the way you love one another. And if we can't get good at that, I think we, we ought to not focus on a lot of extra stuff and just get back to that. Um, and I, I was struck by it from the outside looking in, knowing what y'all went through, um, and just seeing some of the community reaction. But um, you've mentioned this to me before, but I, I so appreciate you sharing that. And I, we, we have a lot to figure out. We're not there. We don't have it all together. We are broken yeah. folks, right? Uh, we're a new community that is just like stumbling, trying to learn to walk. But uh, just seeing that and hearing you talk about it from your perspective gives me a lot of joy a lot of hope for where we can go with it. Uh, you know, the, on, a, on a slightly less emotional note, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to pull it back to make, so both of us don't cry. Too late. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Wait, you submit content to Made to Homeschool every month, except no, actually you don't because you sister have submitted content for the next like seven years. I don't, okay. But maybe six months, but still when you do, what has been your favorite type of resource to create for the community? Oh my goodness. Easy peasy. Thank okay. you. Printables. Tell me about that. Why? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, so I never really, I've never really made printables before other than like, you know, I type something up on a Word document, and cut it out kind of thing. And so I just have really enjoyed making just different printables. The unit study that I did was really cool. Um, and so that led me to make another. And Katie has put in requests for others, you know. <laughs> and so it's just kind of, it's kind of bundled in. And then Christina did the, um, the workshop with just the contributors. That was really cool to just kind of get some information from her. But yeah, that's been... That's been my favorite. I thought videos were going to be my favorite, right? Because YouTube. But it turns out I just will just be typing up some stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And you, I will say I was really impressed with your 4th of July printable. Or 50 states, rather. You put it out on 4th of July, I think is what it was, right? Yeah. 
So 50 states printable unit study. I was like, wow, that's a lot. But you kind of set the bar high, and I'm not mad. It was really good. Oh, go yeah, ahead. now I don't know how I'm going to come back from it. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I did too much. No, it was <laughs> tremendous. And if you're a member of Made to Homeschool and you're doing a 50-state study, please go check it out. It's on there. You can go into the resource library and just search for things and find it, search 50 states or whatever, and you'll find it there. It's quite good. I was impressed with that. So I'm glad you said that. I, actually, I thought you were going to say videos, but I'm glad you said printables. Um, okay, a couple more real quick ones. Kristen, what is your biggest hot take or like unpopular opinion about homeschooling? Ooh, most unpopular. You don't have to subscribe to anything in particular. You can just do whatever you want to. So you can take bits and pieces. I feel like, especially as a new homeschooler, I it felt very much like you have to do this and you have to be all in in this one thing or you have to be all in in this other thing. And you don't have to be all in on any of those things. You can just do whatever you want, whenever you want, as long as it works for you and your kids. I love that. And like your state laws or whatever, you know. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's important. <laughs> Kristen, I've really enjoyed this. And I'm so thankful you're part of the team. Uh, where can people find you? So you can find me on YouTube at Pearls and Oak. And then over on Instagram, same at Pearls and Oak. And then, of course, in Made to Homeschool, I'm there. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Kristen. I look forward to getting this one out and for more people to get to know who you are. Have a good one. Thanks.